Welcome to Bedtime Fairy Fails. I'm Kim. This story was made possible in part by the live play D&D podcast, All D20. We'll tell you a little more about them after the show. This story comes from Anthony Catani, who plays Gear the wizard. This is a fairy tale first, a love story. We'll hear about the paladin who tried to woo a princess and the wizard who saved the day, or rather saved the date. This is the ultimate wingman. Once upon a time, there was a paladin named Argos who was about to go on a date with a princess. Now, you may be wondering how he managed to score a date with royalty. Don't worry, I'm gonna tell you. You see, Argos was part of a long-lost royal bloodline, and he and his party had sought protection from the kingdom after becoming fugitives from the empire. Because of this, they found themselves invited to the royal ball. Now, at this ball, the kingdom was hosting a dance competition, the prize for which was a date with the princess. And Argos really wanted to go on a date with this princess, so he danced his heart out. He had moves that would make Shakira herself jealous. Girl, you know them hips don't lie. He rightfully won the competition, but that wasn't the end. Now that he had won, he would have to dance with the king himself. While dancing, the king would try to put a pin on Argos without getting caught. If Argos managed to catch the king, he would win the date with the beautiful princess. And luck was on his side that night. He caught the king trying to pin the pin and won the competition. Now to get ready for his big date. Argos spruces himself up by putting on some nice armor, shaving his beard, and even taking a much-needed bath. Then, as ready as he'll ever be, he heads to the castle to pick her up. She, of course, is stunning, which leaves Argos standing there gawking. The princess finally breaks the awkward silence, saying, So, um, you ready to go then? Oh, Oh, yeah, let's go then. He stammers nervously. They walk through the garden towards the nice restaurant conveniently located nearby in awkward silence, with the princess patiently waiting for Argos to say something and Argos being entirely too nervous to speak. When they get inside, Argos quickly moves to pull the chair out for the princess. She has a seat, and as Argos turns to walk to his own seat, they both hear a loud rip. Argos looks down to see a large strip of the princess's dress hanging from his leg. He realizes in horror that when he walked past her, he had managed to snag her dress in his armor, ripping a huge piece of fabric from her dress. His stomach drops and he knows he has just ruined the entire night. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so sorry. He blurts out quickly. 
The princess looks a little shocked, but tries to reassure him anyway, and says, Oh, um, don't worry about it. I have more dresses. Argos hangs his head in embarrassment, though, and doesn't say another word until they order. The rest of the night was full of the princess continually trying to start a conversation and Argos giving short, awkward replies. It went a little something like this. So, how long have you been adventuring? Uh, A a while. A little while. That must be pretty exciting. Getting to travel the world. Meet new people. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So, um... How'd you get so good at dancing? Uh, practice? You get the idea. Needless to say, Argos dropped off a very disappointed princess that night and walked back to his room in shame. When he gets back, he recounts the night to the rest of the party, telling them how he totally blew it and there's no way she'll ever want to see him again. Everyone can see he is absolutely crushed. That's when Gwydgear the wizard decides he has to do something to help his friend. So he comes up with a plan. That night, after everyone else is asleep, Gwydgear sneaks outside and casts the spell Dream. This spell allows you to shape and even enter another person's dreams. And Gwydgear uses this spell to target the princess. As she sleeps, she has a wonderful dream about Argos. In her dream, he's charming, funny, caring. He completely sweeps her off her feet. She falls deeply in love with him and watches their whole happy lives play out together, getting married, having children, and eventually growing old, blissfully in love. The next morning, Argos receives a note from the princess telling him what a good time she had the night before and how she'd love to see him again. Argos is in complete shock. He runs to the rest of the party and excitedly shows them the note, relishing the fact that he hadn't ruined everything. The party congratulates him, but none as much as Gwydgear, who sits there with a knowing smile. Argos and the princess eventually go on to live happily ever after, never having any idea what Gwydgear did for them. And that, my friends, is the ultimate wingman move. The end. This story was sent in by Duck. This is a story about one barbarian who defies the laws of physics. Because why walk or run when you can cartwheel? This is... Cartwheel of Death. Once upon a time, a group of heroes were on their way to fight the big bad evil guy. But this wasn't going to be just a regular fight. Oh no. Duck had something very special planned for this bad guy. But first let me tell you a little about our main hero. Duck was a three-foot-tall goblin barbarian who wanted nothing more in life than to move at incredibly high speeds. So Duck made a plan to get a couple of different magic items that would help him achieve this goal. The first magic item he got was called the Gloves of Walking, and these gloves double your movement speed when walking on your hands. But walking on your hands isn't really a fast way to travel, so instead... Duck 
cartwheels everywhere he goes. Which, if you ask me, is pretty genius. But that's only step one of Duck's master plan. Now, step two is a ring called the Ring of Tabaxi, which is a ring that doubles the speed at which you move. Which, if you recall, so do the gloves of walking. Which means that if Duck can successfully get his hands on this ring, he will have the ability to cartwheel at quadruple his normal speed. But there's a catch. Every time you use this ring, there's a chance it will disappear forever. So, it's risky to use, but definitely worth it for the comedic value. That is, if he can get his hands on it. Duck has already located the ring, and it's in the possession of a powerful lich the party has been working for. Now, a lich is essentially an evil, undead spellcaster. This particular lich had been paying the heroes to bring back living people using a special device. And being mercenaries, our party has no qualms about kidnapping innocent people and bringing them back to an evil zombie wizard for gold. Apparently. But anyway, back to the ring. Stealing from a powerful lich such as this one would mean certain death. So Duck tries a different tactic. While everyone else is looking around the shop after another successful kidnapping, Duck walks over to the lich and says... So let's talk about the ring you got there. No. Replies the lich. But you don't understand. My entire existence is based off this one joke that I can cartwheel into things at falling speed. And I can't do that without that ring. Still no. But Duck isn't ready to give up that easily. How much do you want for it then? I'll pay you. The lich never even looks up from what he's doing and says... I've told you before, it's not for sale. Duck sighs. He knows his nagging is useless since he's been asking since day one. Just as everyone is getting ready to head out, the lich leaves the room to retrieve something, and Duck sees his chance. Their jobs with the lich were over, and this is the last opportunity he'll have to get this ring. So he sneaks over to the case with the ring and quickly snatches it up and puts it in his pocket. He then walks quickly towards the exit while saying, Uh, come on guys, chop chop! Uh, we have a big bad evil guy to kill, no time to waste! The rest of the party follows and Duck now has everything he needs. When they get up to the big bad evil guy's lair, they quickly take care of any guards and make their way up to the main event. Fighting the final boss. The big baddie sees the morally ambiguous heroes and launches into a typical bad guy speech. So, you found me, eh? Well, allow me to spend a solid ten minutes telling you about my plans. It all started five years ago when executives was... As he stands there making his speech, Duck is busy putting on his gloves. Next, it was time for the ring. He slides it on his finger and waits to see if it disappears. But, as luck would have it, it stays right where he put it. It was finally time. All that work was about to pay off. Just as the bad guy finishes up his speech, Duck looks at him with a grin. He adjusts the giant battle axe on his back, then puts his arms up over his head in perfect cartwheel form. 
The next thing anyone sees is a green blur as Duck starts his cartwheeling. The floor cracks along his path as he turns like a small wheel of death straight towards the bad guy. In a matter of seconds, he crosses the hundred feet to the bad guy and slams into him with the force of a falling boulder. Duck then grabs the giant battle axe off his back and hits him two more times with that before cartwheeling back to the party. The party is in absolute disbelief over what they just witnessed. Wow, did you bloody do that? Did you see that? The celebrating doesn't last long, though, as the bad guy composes himself and attacks Duck. And since Duck also took damage from his collision with the big baddie, this attack knocks him unconscious. The rest of the party retaliates, and it turns out Duck did so much damage that they managed to kill the big bad evil guy with just one more hit. The party revives Duck and proceeds to shower him with praise and laughter over his ridiculous tactic. Have I ever told you guys why I go by Duck? He asks slyly. No. Why's that? Asks another party member. Because I'm so fast, your only chance is to duck and hope I roll right over you. <laughs> oh. Oh. And that's the story of how one tiny goblin became a spinning cartwheel of death. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like D&D podcasts, which clearly you do, be sure to check out one of our favorites, All D20. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. To submit a fail, visit our website at bedtimefairyfails.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Bedtime Fairy Fails. 